the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany and our new partnership with uh, TAN TV, the African-American Network Television. That's TAN with two A's. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Uh, this is Hispanic Heritage Month, and, and I just want to say that there's so much uh, past history and current history that is American history in the Hispanic community and the Afro-Latino community. Uh, we're all so mixed up in this, in this country that, that uh, I'm surprised we even still have these uh, separate months because uh, there's so much to be celebrated every day of the year for each each uh, ethnic group. But today I have my wonderful friend, uh, Leonora, <laughs> here with Free Texas. And Leonora, tell everybody, she's the CEO and founder of Free Texas. And, and really, this is her heart passion, her mission uh, mm-hmm. in life. And uh, anybody that meets her, she's hope and light and many, many adjectives that, that mean super awesome. <laughs> I love it. Stop, please, stop. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, Leonora. Yes, like you said, my name is Leonora Walker. Um, I am the CEO and founder of FREED Texas. FREED stands for Finnish Recidivism Through Education, Employment, and Divinity. It's a very holistic approach to work with our formerly incarcerated, we call scholars. Mm-hmm. And I love the word scholars because that invokes education, that invokes learning the, um, you know, the philosophies of life and such. And doing it in a place of encouragement and mm-hmm. um, love, which is what we definitely all need a lot of right now. So right. Uh, very much so. You know, we started our 501c3 in 2019. This was literally a vision that was given from God. I give him all the glory and will continue to every day of my life. You know, I have myself, I'm somebody formerly incarcerated. I've been delivered and set free from addiction for over seven years now and incarceration for a little bit over that too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, coming out of incarceration and living at Haven for Hope, I really started, I was on probation for three years. And during that time of being on probation, I really just started to see for myself how the system was set up to set me back. So Mm -hmm. I really was at this point doing um, probation. Um, I started doing prison ministry within a year of my probation, mm-hmm. done that for five years, taught at the women's Lockhart prison, became did, a member. Don't just gloss why. over this. I want to know how did, what made you choose Christ over the life that you had been living prior to that? This is a very great question. You know, I was raised in the church at one point, very little. I don't remember a lot, but I do remember singing and because uh, I love to worship and my parents, um, my father could play seven different instruments. My mother sang, you know, but then there was a falling that happened um, where my father, he went from being a pastor to actually being a heroin addict and fell into addiction. And that really was the forefront of where I came through a lot of disparity and misunderstanding. I didn't understand a lot of things and left my home at 12. You know, it was just a very distraughtful time. So for me, when I was in the streets and throughout the streets and fast forward to being in full blown addiction, um, I would always have people like my pastor, uh, Pastor Lisa um, from um, Little Lab Ministries and such would come out and tell me about Jesus. I would have my mother praying. You know, I never hated God. You know, I just didn't know him. And mm-hmm. I didn't know him for myself. And I was living a life with a lot of severe mental health and, you know, a lot of trauma that was unresolved. And that led into a place where I became a, 
an addict and an addiction. And from that lifestyle alone, it leads to homelessness. It leads to recklessness. It leads to incarceration if that is one of the avenues because there's many different ones. You know, there's incarceration, there's death and mental, you know, there's uh, uh, going into uh, a mental health facility. So I had, um, you know, been in a mental health facility. I and I had at this time been incarcerated. And it was really a lot of planting of the seeds of many people that came and just were showing love and coming in the forefront and would talk about the Lord. So I literally had this moment when I was incarcerated and I call it kicking because it's called kicking when you're induced with drugs because I had been doing drugs every day, all day during that time for my last incarceration, which was no bail, no bond. Mm-hmm. And during that time of being incarcerated, I, after three months being mentally ill, like even had a acute schizophrenia from it, you know, from addiction and such, all these different things. And then also having to face a lot of disparities when you wake up one day, like literally I had this spiritual moment where I woke up from this induced, you know, um, addiction that I was in. And there was this lady, her name was Mary. She was in the other bunk and she looked at me and she goes, there you are. And for me, it was a very, weird thing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I had been in so much despair. I would cry, you know, all these different things that go on when you are realizing what your life has become and the part you played in it. And there's no more drugs around. So I literally started talking to her and she just asked me what my name was. And I told her my name, Leonora. And I hadn't said that name in many years. Um, I had been going through a street name, which I truly believe was just um, a demonicness that was over me. So I will never mention that name. So when I said my name, Leonora, it really woken me up to realize how shattered I was. And because I was shattered, I wasn't broken. And to realize what had happened. And this lady really started to introduce me more to the word of God. And when I started reading the Bible, you know, there's so many different temptations or so many things going on while you're incarcerated. But one thing I realized when I got this living word Bible, because you would have to run to get in line to be the 10th person to go to a church. And I was kept trying to get this Bible because (laughs) every time I would read it, I would feel some peace. And that for me was priceless because I hadn't felt peace I don't even know when I felt peace. It was just so much destruction in one way or another. So that for me really woken me up to, you know what? I've tried everything else. I've tried everybody else. Like what you name it. I been there, done that. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to try Jesus. I'm just going to go for this. And his words, you know, when I read Proverbs, when I would read Matthew, when I would read Luke, I just, even his disciples, they spoke to me in such a way because they were like myself. They were people that were discarded in the world at one way or another. And they had found this love and this peacefulness. And that's what I wanted. So that for me was a platform for me to give my, I I gave my life um, when I was incarcerated on the dirty floor, you know, of the (laughs) and they really think I'm crazy. You know what I mean? So I'm over here crying, raising my hands. I'm going to give my life to the Lord they're looking at me like, there she go again. And, uh, you know, because I'm like, Jesus, you know, I'm just having this moment with booger nose and everything. And <laughs> and I just had this moment and, and I had this awakening that happened to me spiritually because when I said, you know what, I surrender my life to you. I'm just going to follow you. I need your help. I don't want to do this on my own anymore. Just all these cryings that I said to the Lord, I, I heard spiritually the Lord say, <clears throat> you will serve me. He said, you'll serve me in here. Or you'll serve me out there, but you will serve me. That day I died and I rose with Christ. And this vocabulary, the way I look, the things I do, my mindset is kingdom because I really uh, took that opportunity of being incarcerated. And I got to go to a Bear County rehab facility where they only allowed religious materials. So Mm -hmm. I just engulfed in the word of God and my dad sent me a King James version Bible, which was like the duds and thous and these. And I was like, oh my God, today, like, so, you know, and, it, and then I started heading the rehab called Reflections at the rehab where mm-hmm. you could say five minute scriptures. So it really just started to help me hold myself accountable to the things I was speaking about. 
And, um, you know, because I'm in a a place with 39 other women that are shattered and broken like myself. Mm -hmm. And so it just really it helped heal me. And I'm a wise woman. I didn't realize how intelligent I was at that time. But I just realized right there and then the more I started to get closer to the word of God and really ingest what he was saying and talk with him and walk with him, the more I started feeling that I was being made whole. You know, so Leonora, I I wanted to get you. I've been wanting to get you on 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 the record with Tiffany for so long since the day we met. I, uh, I thought if I ever get a show, if I ever start doing this full time or start working uh, in media, I want to have this girl on because <laughs> you, there is something like the moment audience, the moment that that I met. Leonora, there was her Holy Spirit and and everybody that's a Christian out there will understand what I'm about to say. The Holy Spirit in her spoke to the Holy Spirit in me before we spoke to each other. Yeah, I was like, like I, I literally you. saw she was three tables away and, and her Holy Spirit was yelling at my Holy Spirit. So I had to go say, what's up? Because <laughs> exactly. exactly. that's how the Lord is. He'll, he'll just keep on going. Go over there. Go over there. Go over there. And it was just <laughs> so we we ended up talking and just kept seeing one another. And every single time my uh, uh, like it, it was just there is something about Leonora that everyone that is in her presence, the <clears throat> Lord speaks and he moves. He moves. There are people that he moves through and that go far beyond the Melba Toast religion <clears throat> that that people are walking in today and reaches into your heart and touches that piece of you that needs to know mm. Christ, that longs to see him and be in his presence. And that's what you can see in the work that you're doing with Freed Texas. Like I saw that Holy Spirit had reached every single one of those <laughs> folks that came with you to the commissioner's court a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That was so powerful. You know, we're still it talking was. about that. We're even I was talking to my scholar today because we're going to be uh, at the Western Center on on the 23rd for the big give. And we're just talking about having this conversation. And for them, it was such a life changing experience, you know, and um, that's what I wanted to do. That's the thing that we do in our class is that we show we give resources, choices and exposure. You know, that way people can make an educated, you know, choice on what they want to do with their lives and and you know our logo for free texas that i have on my wall is that an educated freed scholar is no longer fit to be a slave and that's where we're at that's where we're at so what do you mean when you say no longer fit to be a slave a slave to what a slave to the 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 criminal justice system a slave to their old way of thinking Mm -hmm. a slave of the generational curses that have fallen before them Mm -hmm. you know mentality which is oh i'm not going to go vote because it doesn't matter you know all these different things that we have ingested in one point or another where we feel less than and mm-hmm. that's the thing when you get knowledge and you get wisdom you get an understanding you have choices you have exposure then you're educated mm-hmm. and when you're educated you can't be lied to like you've mm-hmm. been lied to mm-hmm. and that's one thing about slavery is it's been engulfed in bondage and lies and you know a depression, segregation, you name it, anything that causes division and self-hatred mm-hmm. is a slave mentality. I mean, yeah. that how else are you going to make us do what we did, you know, mm-hmm. without making us feel less that and that carries on, mm-hmm. you know, it carries on. It's it's been something like you said, being I'm, I'm mixed, you know, I'm I'm a beautiful black woman. I have Hispanic origin. I have Native American origin. I mm-hmm. have Mexican origin. But yet in this United States, <laughs> I'm a black woman. And, mm-hmm. and, and at the same time, you know, I've been made for my childhood at one point or another to believe that that was less. Mm-hmm. And that's a lie because. And it's a more- lie that that not only do we hear that from. From other ethnic groups, we hear that within our own ethnic groups. Oh, I'm talking about our own. Yeah. I'm not even talking about it. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, others, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes this is true, you know, because that's how it's how but it, it's it a, started. We got to start change right here with us. And that is what I love about Free Texas is that mm-hmm. 
you know, yes, we know there's all of this other stuff happening out there, but we, within yep. the person, within you, you have agency. You have power. And Free yep. Texas is literally reaching inside people, showing them that they have the power to be all of the wonderful things they were told they could never be. Exactly. And they can exactly. turn that on today and decide yeah. this is who I, I want to be. I'm going to walk in the fullness of Christ. I'm going to walk out of this darkness and into the light and yeah. never look back. And they just need somebody to help them. You know, they need somebody to shine a light on those pathways. And I love how you call them. I love that you call them scholars because that's yeah. what everyone uh, as, aspires to be inside. Everybody wants to be smart, competent. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to, to be successful. We, we measure success by that, by yeah. intellectual ability, by uh, aptitude. And to, to begin to plant that seed in people that I, I love the way that, that you've structured this because often we see people who have great intentions but but they haven't put together the the structure that's going to make a population that's that's going through a mental attack and a physical attack you, you you've got to you've got to go from go go with a lot of different angles that you're going to have to to address a lot of different issues to address and you have done that tell people a little bit more about free texas and how you have it structured to for success for your scholars well you know that's uh that's a great thing that you're saying. And that's something that I found being on probation for three years coming out of incarceration, that everything was very silo there's mm-hmm. a big disconnect. And I felt it was intentional at one point because mm-hmm. somebody speaking to another person. And if you don't advocate for yourself or know how to advocate for yourself or, you know, mm-hmm. have the word of God, just, you know, for me, it was a word of God that really taught me to, um, you know, speak when I saw something that was going on. Um, rather than just put my head down and and feel worthless or hopeless in those uh, situations. And so that's the big thing is that everything was disconnected. And I'm over here living in a shelter at Haven for Hope. I lived there for a year and a half. And I got to be at my probation that's two hours away. I have to take a bus to do that. And I say it's two hours because I got to take a bus to get there. I got to sit there for three hours, do these classes, and then take a bus back. And then you want me to pay for my <laughs> my probation. But I, I can't even get a job. So it was just so many disparities, barriers. So mm-hmm. literally for myself and for many others that have overcome in so many different ways, I started getting education, educated on what was going on around me and really listening. And during that time, you know, what I wanted to do was do something that has um, helped many others and myself, which was bring the resources to us rather than us going everywhere and having to find everything and do everything. And then utilizing our formerly incarcerated like myself and many others that have lived experience to be able to teach each of, um, you know, the people that are, are going through these different things because we have overcome in one mm-hmm. other way or another, you know, there's still barriers. So what we want to do and what we're doing, cause this is our very first cohort. We're very excited about it. Um, what we put in place was, um, having classes Monday through Friday, 10 to 3. And this is because I was going to literally um, go into the wet sea, waiting to go into the Eastside Education Training Center on March 16th when the world shut down. So it was wow. like, got to restructure this because. And so, you know, it's just a moment to sit down and really see, okay, what are you saying, God? How do you want me to do this? So I still wanted to be a part of the solution because more so I saw there was going to be a need because of mm-hmm. the coronavirus things that are going on. So I do the classes where they're Monday through Friday, 10 to 3. Um, our scholars on Mondays do peer mentoring. Tuesday, they do education. Wednesday, they do divinity and civics. Thursday, they do employment. And Friday, we do some more um, peer mentoring with some life coaching entwined. And what we did was from the negotiations, because that's another thing, like when everything shut down, I became a zoomologist, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some meetings and people have some time. Everybody's sitting there and watching Netflix. So I was like, you know what, let's make some meetings and start connecting. Cause I went for this huge 
a federal grant. You know, I was going for it, you know, mm-hmm. 4.5 million. You know, I was just wanting to go for it. And the only reason why I didn't get that, by the way, was because I didn't have the statistics and data to back it. My uh, proof of concept, which I thought was great, but it also helped me develop a lot of partnerships. Mm-hmm. And during those partnerships, I made a partnership with Alamo College where they offer our scholars after their nine weeks um, a two-year scholarship to any college. That's a whole testimony, by the way. Yeah, I was in a democracy class in college, and we I love Professor Wanda, Swit, um, Wanda Smith. Shout out, beautiful black educated woman, which mm-hmm. that was another thing for me. It's like I started meeting these beautiful black educated women, which I didn't know very many of in my life. So, like, this woman was very creative. She was very, you know, she took us on the field trips. So the chancellor comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, we're offering this promise program for high school students that come out where they can get a scholarship. And I just felt strong in my spirit hearing the Lord. I was like, OK, I'm getting up and saying something. And I literally stood up and I said, my name is Leonor Walker. I have a nonprofit called Free Texas that works with the formerly incarcerated. Would you be willing to offer those scholarships, those same scholarships to our formerly incarcerated coming out? And he said, yes. And I say, well, wow. <laughs> Talk about seeing it a moment and seizing that moment. Now that that right there's the Lord. Yeah, it was Holy Ghost stuff. But let me tell you also, after that, my whole class did not know I was formerly incarcerated. And the girl that got a ride with me over there did not want to ride back with me. What? <laughs> it was like <laughs> now you know what? <laughs> but you know what? It also just made me, you know, that's what we go through. Yeah, you know that right there. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, judgment. When, but which was fine because that saved me gas money, and I didn't really want to pick her up anyways. I was doing that to help her out. You know, like, so, but but you know the thing about that is, you you yeah. don't know somebody else's story. No. She could she could be getting a ride right now with somebody that's that's uh you know stealing her identity and she don't know it. They, they just, <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on with the person that's riding with her. I mean, she could be answering the phone and, and say, um, helping them with their car warranty right now. Just don't understand. Like, <laughs> you know, it, all kinds of things happen. In, in, but with Freed Texas, I, I love the entire concept and yeah. the fact that you looked at the system, saw a problem, and created a solution. Yes. You know, I read this book called The The Uh, Go-Giver. I remember reading this book, a little book called The Go-Giver, and it was saying, you know, find a need that's not being met and bring a solution to it. And I was looking around me like, well, there's one right here, (laughs) you know, Well, which was at at probation that day. (laughs) Leonora Walker, uh, I thank you for all that you're doing for our community and to my listeners. Uh, Free Texas is going to be participating in the Big Give. Leonora, tell them what you're going to be doing and how they can contact you. Yeah, that would be exciting. We have the Big Give that's going on September uh, 23rd. Between now and September 23rd, the Big Big Give is a nationally recognized um, way that nonprofits like starting nonprofits like myself can have different agencies where employees can go in and donate a portion of their check or a dollar, five dollars or do something where they want to do a a residual thing where they want to, you know, be a constant donor. So we're really excited that we had the opportunity to be a part of the Big Give. Um, September 23rd, we're going to be at the Weston Center. Um, That's 211 South Pecan Street, just to meet and greet some people that are interested in meeting our scholars and and having that opportunity. So that finance, by the way, because people are like, well, what are you going to do with this? Because we're trying to raise 20,000, which you know, it's it's a goal that we have here. And I'm always like, if you want to send more, please do. But, <laughs> you know, because that's another thing, you know, if we had invest the way we do, um, you know, if we could invest in education for our scholars for real, real ability to be really have um, the opportunity to learn and to get educated and and to receive the services they need. It's less than actually sending somebody to Princeton or Harvard to actually educate somebody rather than put them back in, in incarceration. That's a, where the recidivism comes, mm-hmm. where they're going back and back because a lot there's people don't get me wrong there's people that need to be locked up forever okay that's mm-hmm. gonna happen but for a majority of us um we're coming back out 
And we need resources and we need real help to help us through the process of transitioning. And And that is what Free Texas is offering you. It's Free Texas is offering real resources. They're offering a program that that uh, undoubtedly will prove to be uh, the standard and not the statistical outlier. And we need to fund that. So. Yeah. If you, you know, if if you're within earshot, go see her. Go check out Freed Texas, so that you can be a part of bettering our community. Yeah, you know uh, we have our Facebook page, which is Freed Texas, F R E E D Texas. We have our Instagram. Um, there's just different ways that you can come on and you can make a donation. We definitely need it. Those donations are going to go through our next phase, which we want to do some family events and family services for our scholars, um, parents and their children. Um, you know, I had one of my scholars and I love him. His name's Sebastian. But his mother was the one that kept reaching out to me. And she just didn't know what to do. Her son was coming out of incarceration and she heard about this program and a lot of agencies for whatever reason during coronavirus were not being able to do that one-on-one in-person classes and such. And that's something that we were doing. So um, she was really excited. So, but also the family members, they, they don't know how to help their loved ones that come out. They've been gone for so long and the children have a disconnect. So we really want to use that money to do more of our family restoration side, help with transportation, um, some case management stuff, software that we've been needing. There's so much need that we have to um, be able to sustain and go forward. And you're listening to On the Record with Tiffany, which can be heard on 930 AM, The Answer, and on TAN TV. And we're back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany. And I have a wonderful guest, uh, Leonora Walker with Free Texas. And On the Record with Tiffany, again, we have partnered with the African-American Network Television. Uh, and it's just been wonderful where we, are pres- we, we get to present perspectives from all over and bring people on who are who are doing great work because the facts are we are more alike than we are different. And everyone deserves a second chance. And it's how we structure that second chance that really makes a difference in another human being's life. And I believe that our friend today, our guest today, Leonora Walker in Freed, Texas, she's setting a standard that, that everyone who is dealing with recidivism will want to learn. Mm. I think she's, she's, she's setting the bar and she's setting it high. And I'm looking forward to what this lady's going to bring to the table over the next five years. I, I don't even know what God is going to do and how this is going to look, but I just see all kinds of great stuff happening. Leonora, introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, again, I'm Leonora Walker, the CEO of Free Texas, which stands for Finish Recidivism Through Education, Employment, and Divinity, a very holistic, loving, encouraging way that shows education and resources are available to our formerly incarcerated, which we call scholars. So it's a different mindset that we want to set because that's what we need more than ever right now in this time is really looking like you said, we all live in this earth. We all are here together. And we do need more love and compassion more than ever in this time to really build up our economy, to build up each other as a people. And, um, you know, with the movement going on with uh, so many different things that are attainable now that weren't at one point, it's definitely in our opportunity to do something different that produces real hope and real change. And that's what Free Texas, we work in the gray. We go in the transition part of it. The transition part, yeah. So your scholars, how -hmm. many scholars did you graduate from your program? We had 10 that started and we have nine that graduated from our, um, we're very happy with that success rate that we had with our scholars. And we actually have 
two of them that are going to be starting college in the spring with their scholarships that they have received through Alamo, oh, wow. Alamo College. We have two of them right now that are continuing with their GED services. Even one of our scholars, their wife, got um, motivated and started doing the GED prep as well. And um, we have um, some other scholars that are looking at doing stuff with Project Quest to move on to HVAC, you know, different services where they can get certifications and designations now to help them with employment. And I'm really happy, too, because Project Quest was such a blessing. They um, provided the stipends for our scholars. So our scholars during their nine week course got paid fifteen dollars an hour. And because of our contract with Bear County, we were able to allow um, to provide for our scholars cell phones and laptops while they were doing our classroom um, sessions and they could take it home, check it out. You know, some of them still have it because they need it for their education services. Mm -hmm. But um, that was such a blessing, too, that we would be able to get with the CARES Act that came through. Um, to help our scholars with those things and really nice cell phones, not the, not the government phone, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a, you know, with the nice little, uh, stylo and, you know, great look Metro PCS did a great deal for us because God's timing is perfect. We literally got that funding during, um, close to December and November where they having that, you know, uh, the black thing where they, what is that thing called? Or, uh, I don't know where you can get all these discounts. So we were just, mm-hmm. Discount. Oh, Black Friday, where, Black where they sell Friday. all the uh, all of the electronics and all kinds of stuff for for cheap. We were on it. We were on it. So, <laughs> with Free yeah. Texas, you you are educating and and you're educating people from ten a.m. to three three p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. So what kind, mm-hmm. what are those classes like? What what are you doing? Um, like fundamentals. We do some fundamentals, yes, but we also have um, speakers that come in and speak with the scholars, uh, different employers that will come in and show employment opportunities or even teach about employment. Um, Monday, let's just say a Monday is peer mentoring. That's something that I have a deep passion for. I am a nationally recognized peer support specialist, mm-hmm. which I work with mental health and uh, substance abuse, dual diagnoses. So I was able to like literally... Um, and then this being the first cohort, this is something I really get to put my hands in and learn and study from because we definitely wanted to know what we're doing, what works, what we need to implement in the next cohort that we have. So Mondays, we would have um, peer mentors, people that have overcome incarceration from from different um, perspectives, from addiction, um, that are small um, business owners, that are huge entrepreneurs. Um, we even had like Jermaine Wilson. He was he is he was a mayor of Kansas City, but at one time um, Jermaine Wilson was also somebody that was informally incarcerated for nine years, and he's running for commissioner and does many different transition homes. So we had an opportunity to do a Zoom meeting with him and him talk with our scholars. And he's even going to be sending us a book that he's doing. Um, then we even have for peer mentoring a book called Choices, which is by Dr. Sandra Smith, which is a lady that was formerly incarcerated for close to 20 years that now oversees the reentry peer support specialist for Via Hope. So those are the workbooks that we worked on and had them also have this exposure to talk with people that look like them that have been through what they've been through to help educate them and how they were able to successfully um, make it through, you know, systematic racism and all different types of things that go on when you um, come out of incarceration, because we're not treated as citizens. You know, the major fundamental barriers, which is housing, even education, and we know employment and with the, you know, when the economy was thriving, we couldn't get jobs. So you can mm-hmm. imagine the disparity. Yeah. Um, a lot of our homeless population, that's formerly incarcerated people, you know, that came out and didn't have any resources or way to connect. So we were able to bring those resources. And on Education Day, we take this opportunity to meet with each of the scholars to see where their education levels are. We even did a field trip to Northwest Lakeview College and they let, literally came and sat in the college. They did the tour of the college. They spoke to different professors to find out what opportunities there were for schooling and what a college looks like. Many have never even been set foot in a college to see what that experience is. And then um, Project Quest came over and talked about different uh, ways to get certifications and designations. And even with the barriers that we have being formally incarcerated, what are attainable? for us mm-hmm. to be able 
to achieve, which we need to know that too. You know, mm-hmm. I one thing for myself and many others, we start at college and we want to do so many things, but then we find out our background is very limiting on um, different educational services that actually produce income mm-hmm. um, can be provided for us. So, you know, that's what we did for our education. It was teaching those different educational levels. And then um, on Wednesday, we have a pastor. Shout out to Pastor Doug. He was incarcerated for 16 years, been out almost three years, started a church. And he would come in and teach divinity um, through the Bible, just giving them a spiritual hope. Because a lot of our private prisons and jails in general have faith-based, over 200 faith-based Uh, programs but when people come out it's very segregated and a lot of us don't know where to go to receive um you know those spiritual services or who is in our neighborhood so that was a great direction and then teaching about civics um at a city and county level so we'd have different civic speakers that would come in as well as we would do our own research and study and that's one thing that we made sure that the scholars do anybody that came in to speak all the scholars had to research them, and then they also had to attain at least two to three questions that they would ask because we need them to learn how to speak and advocate for themselves. And so you have to get in a place where the uncomfortable needs to get comfortable mm-hmm. because you need to be able to be a voice and you need to be able to – these fine-tuned things that you learned in the streets and, and the hustle and all these different things you did, when you refine that – and you use it in a positive, constructive way, you can really produce change. So that's what we wanted to show. So like, and then Thursdays, we had a partnership with Stitch Ministries where they came and did a faith in finance. And I'm really excited because like one of our scholars, the stipends that they were getting, the $15 an hour, they saved up those stipends and purchased their first vehicle. And this was a gentleman that had been incarcerated for 10 years and eight years of that has been segregate, you know, a, a separation. So, um, you know, these are just some of the things that we were able to help our scholars uh, learn about, you know, and then there's more peer mentoring because a lot of us help each other, you know, and then even towards the end, we had scholars that would shine that wanted to do more and they would help teach some of the peer mentoring classes. And we always started our day with affirmations um, that we had gotten these beautiful affirmation cards and that would set the atmosphere for learning because in another thing too, I was so excited that Alamo college let me paint the classroom. So it's very beautiful colors in there. We have orange, we have yellow, blue, green, all these, you know, the psychology of colors and how it helps a very nice, um, childlike, friendly, trusting environment. We do bean bags, you know, when we have some of our processing groups and speakers come in. We had um, Andrea Vocab, which is she's an amazing poet here in San Antonio, Texas, that came in and donated a workshop with our scholars because we have three of our scholars that are poets and they got to share their poetry. So, so much going on. And then there's some days we just went. To main event and did bowling. Our youngest scholar, because we have scholars from 18 to 51, um, we had seven men and three women, a nice diversity, too, of different ethnicities, um, primarily Hispanic and black. But we all like our 18 year old scholar, Matthew, had never been bowling. So we went bowling and had this fun. And then I loved it because his mother started coming to the class and wanted to get connected. And now she wants to um become a scholar and do an interview with us for the next cohort because it's generational you know Mm -hmm. what's going on with um our formerly incarcerated they not only incarcerate us but they incarcerate our children you know at a third grade level you already know um they're building more prisons than they do uh colleges and even the foster care system is another pipeline to prison which is a separation of our families so there's so much that goes into this And at Free Texas, we just want to be a part of the solution. And we really do believe that family restoration with education, resources, and TED Talks and speakers and opportunities to do field trips are really a great way to inspire and encourage visually many different avenues because people have different ways of learning. So we're doing these Mm -hmm. different ways of learning so somebody can just catch something. And And I I love that you're showing people... Uh, you're expanding everybody's horizons because yeah. they're you're showing them things that they've never seen before, 
and opportunities that they've never uh, that they never thought were possible. Yeah. You know, and that that alone will increase a person's uh, self worth and sense of even just seeing that hey, I this dream that I had that nobody else knows about, mm. you know, to be X. Here's somebody that looks like me that's that's achieving it, and yeah, I think I can do this. You know, yes, that produces real hope. Yeah, and that's what we need. We need something. Well, you're that's producing that. You you're giving people hope. Mm-hmm. You know, you that is what Free Texas is doing. Free Texas is literally giving hope to people that that have essentially been thrown away by society because yeah. Uh, often, when somebody comes out of out of out of jail, out of prison, uh, there are family members that don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. There are people that that uh, you used to love that loved you that just moved on. Yeah, mm-hmm. they you know, especially when years have passed and they haven't seen you or, or heard from you. You know, they yeah. they just assume you're a write-off yes and, and go on about your uh, about their business we truly believe free texas is real re-entry you know this is mm-hmm. what we need um you know i don't mm-hmm. want to be i've been approached in all these different things from different um people or agencies or stuff that want to do different things but i don't want to be the checking the box type of thing doing another program you have people that are coming out that have been incarcerated for several years or just let's just talk about the trauma okay that goes on just being incarcerated alone so there was trauma before that wasn't resolved there's trauma that you get when you're incarcerated and now you come out to a covid world full of trauma you know Mm -hmm. and so all this trauma that you're having to try to reconcile and deal with and then electronics you know, I have scholars that don't know how to use a computer. They they don't know how to use that. That's another thing, too. In the mm-hmm. When you're incarcerated, they don't teach you how to use a computer. They don't even want you using a computer. You're over there, paper and pencils and chart mm-hmm. boards. Mm-hmm. And then you come out and you got to learn how to do an application on, 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 you know, on the Internet. Or if you want to get into a program, you got to do an appointment on top of an appointment and an application. And somebody call you back and. Man, I had one of my scholars that was so shocked. He didn't believe it was real. It was actually Andre, the the the, the one that I met. Yes, yes. <laughs> because he had been trying to do a program for four months, going on the bus, riding the bus two hours a year, doing this appointment, doing that appointment, and nobody ever called him back. No, he he couldn't even. Every time he tried to connect with somebody, it was you got to connect. It was so many discouraging things. So that's why a big thing for Free Texas, and I fought for four months to try to find some stipends because I at least wanted to provide some economics, mm-hmm. $15 an hour. So at least they can do their classes, breathe a little bit, contribute to their households, you know, take their kids out for ice cream, whatever it is that they wanted to do and be able to take these classes and do that because it's another thing. We do all these programs, but they don't want to do nothing to help you with the economics. And then they mm-hmm. wonder why you reoffend. Mm-hmm. How are you? Well, how are you supposed to contribute to your household? And there's a certain sense of self worth that g- comes with earning, uh, with earning grades, with earning money, with with being self sustaining. There's a sense of self worth that comes with meeting meeting the goals that are set, you know, for a program like this. So. Yeah. Ma- Coming in for ten to three and studying and learning how to master uh, using an app, uh, using your cell phone to to get those appointments to to be involved with with uh, this learning process. Yes, there's there's a sense of of uh, accomplishment. Yeah, a man feels like a man when he yeah. can provide for his family. Mm-hmm. You know. And a, and a woman feels like a woman when she can feed her children, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the things that they strip from us. You know, mm-hmm. before this, when I came out of incarceration, by the way, when I came out, I tried to go get a job at Walmart. 
They told me, no, you cannot work here at Walmart. You have a background. Well, it was not even 15 minutes that they dismissed me. And then I go, let's talk about this. I go to a staffing agency. And a staffing agency can get me a job at Walmart making $7.25 an hour, working some odd hours that nobody wants to work. I was trying to stay awake. I couldn't even do the job. It was in these weird hours at night Mm -hmm. that they want me to go. So I'm trying to catch buses, get rides to do this job. And I'm pissed. And I say that because I try to apply for that job and you wouldn't give it to me, but you'll give it to a staffing agency that makes ten, four, or five dollars, however much they make off of me, and give me seven twenty five. How am I supposed to live on seven twenty five? Nobody How can. Everybody, <laughs> no one can live on that. No, and that's the setup. That's the setup. And then if you go and, and you're get not getting the education to to uh, get past the seven twenty five, there it, it would be different if there was some sort of. Uh, if, yes, you're making seven twenty five, but but we're giving you all of these educational services. You're gonna you you will be able to move forward. You're gonna get to, but there's nothing like that. No, you know, and then the you free Texas your- is the first thing I've heard of where you're educating people and helping them to to get their own financial footing together to actually go out and become who they should have become mm-hmm. prior to to everything that went wrong in their lives they can still go back and uh, or move forward with the life that they that they're proud of exactly. and build a life that they're proud of you're not just stuck with the scraps of life exactly yeah, and that's 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 what I'm talking about. The scraps are slaves. That's mm-hmm. slave scraps right there. You know, giving you whatever the leftovers are, and mm-hmm. if that, you know, and, and the disparity of it all that I've witnessed being on probation and, and going through the incarceration system. These are the things I deal with. I have been over seven years clean. I have been out of incarceration for an addiction for so many years, and yet I still get discriminated when I go look for an apartment. And I was even vice president of the National Society for Alamo Colleges. But you know what? I still get discriminated when I want to go uh, apply for different jobs. You know, I had a job that they didn't know that I was incarcerated, but they were trying to do phone calls. And this is during my transition where I wanted to do voting rights. Mm -hmm. And they were like, make these phone calls. And there's people around me making two calls and barely getting anybody. I was getting 15 people like I was Mm -hmm. doing all these different things. And then they found out I was incarcerated at one point but you know what because that's another thing people that come out of incarceration we got to work 10 times harder Mm -hmm. we got to be prepared for those those awkward conversations where they ask what did you do and you know all these different things and i was so blessed that they made a position for me because i was such a great worker but there's so many people that don't know these skill sets or don't have these skill sets because they haven't attained education or mentorship or or any of these different things or they don't have the vocabulary to express what they're feeling because they've been living a street life for so long and that's a different vocabulary and lifestyle there's no etiquette you know you don't learn these different things so it's very hard and it's all a setup to set us back well i i love the fact that freed texas has created Mm -hmm. something that uh really gives the building blocks of of life back to a to a population that that uh deserves a second chance. Yeah. A second chance in 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 life and you're you're giving them that. Um thank you for being here with us today. And give our what would you say imparting to uh, to our guests? Tell them where they can find you and and uh, how they can help you. Yes, you can reach me through email which is ceo at freed f r e e d texas.org. You can go to our Facebook page at Freed Texas and check us out there. Like the page. You can donate. And, you know, we are a 501c3. So if you do do decide to donate, that donation is tax deductible. And we really do need financial assistance. It has been such a hardship getting the financial uh, funding that we need to be able to do what we want to do. But we know because of people like you that are listening right now, wherever you're at, that you making that donation is actually putting some action to love mm-hmm. and giving us an opportunity to come together and help our economy. 
a boost our economy because it costs 60 plus dollars to incarcerate somebody. And that's very cheap, um, a low number I'm talking about daily. But that same money could be utilized to build up our economy, do have education and make our scholars become citizens that are paying taxes and that are helping and supporting our community. That's what we want to do. And that's what your donation will do. We do. We're asking 20,000, but I'm going to put it out there in the atmosphere that if we had $300,000, we could really do this program fully the way that we want to do it and multiply and have 180 scholars. That would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Leonora. Thank you for, for being here and for creating Free Texas. And you. you've been listening to 930 AM, The Answer, On the Record with Tiffany, um, which you can hear us uh, every Thursday night from 8 to 9. Tell your friends about it. And if you don't catch us uh, on the radio, then... Uh, go to uh, www.tantv, that's tan with two A's, uh, and you can see us, and you can see our our uh, our wonderful talks. This, we are more alike than we are different, and mm. Leonora is an example of seeing a problem and creating a solution, and that's what we're about with On the Record with Tiffany. We're about highlighting the good that's there. Highlighting yeah. who we are because who we are is amazing. <laughs> so remember that. Take that with you this week. Remember that who you are is enough and who you are, there, you have great things inside you. So look inside and see what you can do to make the world a better place. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation. And I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister, is your brother, is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.